I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind And the business got me stressed In the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerds Got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening Your pen and words Are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the Rant Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. Will we keep it real? We keep it opinionated? We keep it what, everybody? 2000. I'm sorry, 2007. Sorry, I was eating the Twix. You forever eating something at I'm the same sorry. damn time. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I was listening and multitasking, and I was thinking of something <laughs> funny in my own head. My God. So y'all know how we do it on the Rant Room. On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, Craft and shit like that. Oh my god, this chocolate is making my mouth water. Okay, little misinterruption over here. I'm so there. sorry. I go, I fight a girl. <laughs> I fight everybody. I fight your dogs. Exactly. <laughs> What's up, Lisa? Lisa Cold Jam. <clears throat> I'm going. I'm sorry. See? I'm so sorry. Get some water. I'm about to hide this candy from y'all. Look, are you reading here red vines? But you can hear it, brother, can't you? Okay, anyway. Hi, everybody. How's everyone doing? I hope everyone's <laughs> final days of summer. Uh, apologies to all the young people who have to go back to school. They're <laughs> <laughs> back already. Yeah. Yes. Some people are. Some people are. Mm-hmm. High school and shit. Mm-hmm. So well, college probably. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So was that Lisa? Year? Lisa, you doing good? great. Yeah. I'm excited because I want to talk about a topic that has been on my mind because of some of the writing things I've been doing, mm-hmm. and also because of something that has come up that I noticed on. Um, my Twitter feeds, which is a conversation, it has something to do with the TV show Insecure, right. and I thought. Why not have a conversation about it and have some sexy times for a chance okay. to talk about something that I think that, you know, when it's done well, it's fantastic. And when it's done badly and then just kind of talk about. Are you up on Insecure, Chris? Sex. Mm-mm. Oh, so good. Oh, my God. I'm so <laughs> mad. I tried to go buy the second season mm-hmm. off of Amazon just to buy it. So get, they not even they just telling you just need to get your HBO thing. Uh, I just uh, want to buy it. Like I haven't I just, watched any of it. I mean, I watched the uh, pilot mm-hmm. and then. I want to watch the rest of it, but uh, I, you know, since it came on last year, I have not watched a lot of material. Mm. Okay. Insecure is one of the shows that reminds me of all the horrible things that I'm glad I avoided when I was in my 20s, but all my <laughs> friends went through. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like nostalgia, chuckles, like, oh, you right. babies. If, oh, if women just had their shit together right. and just... But see, that's, that's one of the reasons why I was like, I like the pilot, but... You know, going back to that time in the twenties to watch that kind of stuff, it's like I always feel like I gotta be in the mood to want to see. No, it is. I'm the same way. Something. When it first came out, I saw the first episode. I was like, okay, but then like a few months after it came out, I finally broke down and just spent some time watching it, and I enjoy it. Like it's it's fun. And let me tell you this: if for no other reason to watch Insecure, bomb ass soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Like they whoever their music. And music's important to me, if, right. bitch. Listen, <laughs> Ty Dolla Sign, please. <laughs> What's his name? Is Woo! he's really on it? Um, great Prentice, music. Um, Prentice Penny. Mm-hmm. He's really on it. So. Oh, the music is just like Prentice is the shit. The, the music I'm is still just trying amazing. to get Prentice on the damn show. He you did. know what? He's busy. 
He's got things to do. Hmm. You heard that, Prentice? You better call the brother. Anyway, so yes. So let's introduce Chris because last yeah. time we had him on here. Because even though it's like family, you know how it is when you have people that come over your house mm-hmm. and the first time they come through, you're like, you treat them all like guests and stuff. <laughs> and after a while, they become like your play cousin. Get your own shit. Get your like, drink. why are we even playing? So it's like a lot of times, so, so it's not disrespect, Chris. So a lot of times I, I feel like it's just, when I say it's just so and so, what I'm really saying is they just family. I'm just used to them being here. Right. They're just here to be with us. So mm-hmm. if people are listening, like, she's so mean to people that. That come on the show. <laughs> it's like when the noun come on. It's like, it. hey, fam. I was telling Chris. Um, they just fam. Last week we went to go see um, Dark Tower at the Writers Guild Theater, and I was telling Chris, I was like, dude, you know, <clears throat> you've been on the show quite a few times, and and it's it's, you know, you really like open up and like giving us another voice on the show, which I like. You know what I mean? I mean, you you know, you're amazing. I don't think anybody could top you. But it's nice to have even another dynamic. I like having that, especially yeah. after our friend Kevin passed away. Ah, Kevin was like Kevin that. was that right? Kevin was right. that third that third person that kind of like made sure that we were on top of right. ourselves and brought up some things. So you're, uh, I guess, we're saying you're unofficially uh, the Screenwriters Rant Room third co-host. Boom, third co-host. our third play cousin. <laughs> oh, there it is. Our play cousin on the side. Exactly, exactly. Which is awesome. Yeah, we be having fun with Chris. Yes. So I love having him on the show. And the thing I like it's, about Chris having you on the show, Chris, is because you fucking know film. It's rare right. to find people who are in the industry right. who really know film mm-hmm. and not not just know it just because I'm in the business, but respect the craft. Right. Like you be naming films that it, that I've seen years ago, and then like I be sitting sitting at home sometime like, bitch, I need to go watch that again. <laughs> and I need to make the food that the exactly. people are eating in the movie, so I can feel like I'm a part of. I do shit like. That. <laughs> Bitch, don't don't think I'm playing it. Movie going is a whole experience. <laughs> like I recently, we had brought us some movies, and we were talking about like was it two weeks ago? We were talking about uh, Battle of Algiers. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. I fucking went and got some <laughs> African food mm-hmm. and want and watch that shit because I own the DVD. I watched that shit all over again. I was like, some and some you know what? Because in these times, look, because in these times and the shit that's going on, shout out to all the protesters, the counter protesters who are coming out. And doing things, black people, indigenous people, you can stay home. You've already done the work. Y'all need to sit home, and relax, let everybody else handle that stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know, mm-hmm. it, I'm saying that, uh, and in <laughs> particular, black women and black uh, and black indigenous women right. and indigenous women, stay home <laughs> and relax. Take your bra off. Take your bra off. Damn. Let your hair damn. down. <laughs> relax. You've done the work. It's time for these other people to pull their weight and get their shit together. Right. But anyway, mm-hmm. like I said. I appreciate Chris's perspective because he appreciates film and he respects the craft of it and he's watched a lot of great films and so it's really cool to have somebody who's on that level because you know you got people that come in here and you talk about and you mention a film and they just look at you like (laughs) why are you in industry here's the other thing too why are you in industry yeah and here's the other thing too you always come up with films that I haven't seen too Right. Like, I love film, but I haven't seen every goddamn film. Right. So it's good to have people who've seen other things I haven't who hit me to stuff like, you need to check this out. And Criterion Collection, I need to own stock. Because, <laughs> bitch, I done spent way too much money trying to find films. Because don't they have a live streaming now? Doesn't Criterion? Mm-hmm. There's some, they have their own live streaming. Oh, Filmstruck. Filmstruck, yeah, yeah. I need to fucking go ahead and just pay money for that because I'm having a hard time finding you shit. You read this, right? It's like, uh, I th- I, it's like 10, maybe it's $12 a month. No, it's nine. It's, Eight fifty nine a month for the yeah. So I'm gonna have to do that, but it's always great to have you on here. Go ahead and thank you, yourself. thank I'm you. Read this thing real quick. What's up, Chris? Welcome to the show. Thank you, I'm Chris, back. Derek, everybody from the Derek Brothers writing oh, directing yeah. team. That's just amazing. That's the shit I was saying when I was in my twenties. So it's funny being an elder now and being like, that's the shit I've been saying. 
<clears throat> but nobody want to listen to a sister, but now y'all want to talk about it now. <laughs> but if a white person say, y'all all right? No, I'm just... Right. But no, right. it's good to hear that that young person has put that out there. So anyway, so... So what are we talking about today? So today, I want to talk about sex. Let's and, talk about sex. Yes. And when I was coming up here, I'm listening. It's one of my soundtrack. One of the pieces... I'm actually ghostwriting a piece um, for a friend. I have a friend who writes erotic romances. And the problem is she writes erotic romances, but she doesn't write sex scenes very well. <laughs> like she has the romance, like she writes romance and she's like venturing out. And since she knows that I'm a perv anyway, I shouldn't say that. I'm not a perv. I'm a connoisseur. <laughs> I have, I have exquisite tastes in things. <laughs> so I'll just say that. No, because we always say negative things about right. sex. And I'm already starting off the bat by saying something like sex is so, you know, it's something that we laugh about. We hide about it. We have issues about it. Americans do. Americans do. Right. For the most part. And yeah. And so the last couple of days, so she said, I want you to ghostwrite. Like she wrote this thing. She said, I just want you to go in and like put your magic on it. Right. And go through and do some stuff. So I said, all right, I'll do it for you. And of course, I don't do shit for free. So she's paying me. (laughs) So I'm like, yeah, you know, awesome. I'm already working on some projects. Here's a nice little distraction. So anything I'm writing, as you know, I always make my soundtracks. So I have my sexy music. Child, please. The best one right now. Because the character in my friend's book, and as soon as it's done and she approves of my, my, what out there, I'll let you know what the name and when she's going to put it out and all that kind of stuff. But. The jam that I got on right now, because the character, and I, the main thing I need to work on is character and, and having you care about the person having sex. Mm-hmm. As it, is Rihanna, Sex With Me Is So Amazing. <laughs> I love that song. And so that's on loop okay. with along a couple other songs. Because I feel like there's a, a certain assertiveness there. And what's great about that song, Sex With Me Is So Amazing, is because in the lyrics of its song, you don't necessarily have to have another person right. with you to have good sex. You can have good <laughs> sex with yourself, people. That's true. And it's true. Yes. And it's amazing. Because mm-hmm. what it does is most, most sex, really great sex, as we, if you don't know this, babies gather around, <laughs> great sex starts in the mind. Because I don't care how many of you guys are watching your porn out there mm-hmm. or your, whatever else you're watching out there. And you can tell good porn from bad porn. Bad porn is just the act. Right. Ain't nothing else going on, but the old, what did they say in Britain? The old in, out, in, out? The old in, out, in, out, in, out, mates. <laughs> and, you know, but the really good things that make you, it's when it's those, those tensions, those mind games. It's the touching before the touching. It's the words. So I want to talk about how we write about sex um, when it's done incorrectly, where it doesn't, service the story, and I'm talking specifically with TV shows and film, um, how some of us who are writing projects that might have some sexy things and we hold back because we're afraid that everybody's going to know our freak flag and we don't want to put things out there and have people misconstrue that's really in there. Because we do do research. Right. But I want to also bring it around to something that came up that was on the Twitter timeline uh, about the show Insecure, which I really enjoy. What Shout out it? to Issa Rae. And in fact, I cannot wait until Tuesday because Black Girls Rock is going to be airing. On BET, mm-hmm. and Issa Rae is one of the honorees, mm-hmm. along with Maxine Waters, mm-hmm. uh, Roberta Flack, and it's just going to be black girl magic mm-hmm. all the time, so please watch it. If you want to see some fabulous mm-hmm. black women-ness and why black women need black to run the run, I'm telling you, <laughs> black women are amazing. Get you one. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy them. You, you can buy them. You know what? Hey, <laughs> treat us right, we treat you right. Um, and some people were criticizing, um, because they were saying they're having a lot of sex on the show, Insecure. And they weren't showing condom use, and they weren't showing responsible sex. I did notice that. My first, but I don't think that's real. But here's my first thought: is they were showing some things, 
on the show right. if you have a good eye and notice him some things. But what was interesting was no one else was having these conversations about these other shows and right. movies are doing the same True. thing. True. You know, was anybody jumping on girls? Hell no. Talking she about she not she not being protective. So there's certain things that we have about sex that are negative and, and, and writing it. So I just kind of want us to have a little conversation because right. part of it is I want to do an article for Bitch Flicks talking about the best, the top 10, I know if I'm going to call them sex scenes, but the top 10 most erotic scenes in sex. Mm. So I've been reading a book. I had this book. I got it like a couple years ago and I'm finally going back for my, because I have a lot, of, I've got a shitload of books for research. Whatever topic you want to mm. know, I'm, bitch, I probably got the book. <laughs> but there's one called like the best, 100 best sex scenes in film. Mm. If you haven't read this book, check it out. Don't buy it. Just go to the library and, and check it out because it's probably expensive as hell. Um, but it was talking about what the best sex scenes and when I was going through, because you know, I disagree with some stuff. Oh, sure. But the best ones, are the ones where it's like subtle. To give you an example of what I mean, if anybody remembers. And what makes a good sex scene? Yeah, so here's a, here's a, and this is, the, I'm telling you, sex is in the mind. Right. You get your mind right, mm-hmm. you get some good dick. <laughs> I'm just letting y'all know. And uh, this is going to be a blunt episode, so if you're not used to hearing sexy times things, you might not want to listen to this episode. So <laughs> I go, don't listen with the chairman. Okay, so there was this movie years ago. I want to say, damn it, I want to say maybe early 80s, mid 80s, I can't remember. But it was called, oh shit, it was based on a book. Hmm. And it had that girl that was in the movie. This is during the time that Bruce Willis was kind of big. Um, so it's a lady, the lover. Thank you. <laughs> you should have known this motherfucker. Because <laughs> the actor in it, I love him. Hmm. And I just recently saw him in this, like, this horror um, Chinese movie. Hmm. John Lone. Oh my God, he looks good now. His hair is all gone white now. Ooh. Oh my god, daddy is fuck. So anyway, <laughs> but in the lover, there's a scene okay. where I think, and it's been years since I've seen this. I think I was just getting out of getting into college when I saw it. Um, there's a scene where I can't remember. She's outside the car, inside the car, and they just put their hand on the glass of the car, and their hands touch hmm. on the outside. And there's so much heat in that moment. Mm. You know, I mean, they're having sex in the movie, and eh, whatever, but. <laughs> There's just something, I guess it's the French in me that comes out, that little subtle things that are sexy that people just, and their hands are, and it's like, it's the sexiest scene, because I think there's precipitation on the glass, and it's just this moment. It's not even about the actual intercourse. But it's leading up to it. Right. But it gives you, but it sets the tone of the sexuality and the eroticism. Mm -hmm. And what it makes you do is it makes you feel for those characters, and you're experiencing that thing viscerally from them. And it's like one of the hottest scenes. And even though I mean, mo- most of my friends are watching now and be like, girl, I don't understand what you think that's hot but for. But that, that reminds me of the reversal of that, where you, you want your characters to have sex, and they don't. You know what I mean? Which is kind of what and you're supposed subtext, to subtext, yes. Yeah, the whole like, mm-hmm. passion. Like I always think of Moonlight, you know what I mean? Not mm-hmm. Moonlight. Uh, Moonlight. Moonlight, yeah. Mm-hmm. Moonlighting. The TV show. Moonlighting. Moonlighting, sorry. Thank you, yeah. I always think of that TV show, which is like the, one of the most popular ones for them having that sexual right. tension. But it turns out the tension's because they actually didn't like each other in real life. Mm-hmm. So they were really... But those, yeah. But it <laughs> helped, I mean? though, because oh it, it, it works on that trope, of, right. which is one of my favorite tropes. If you ever have this, if there's a show or a movie and there's like some kind of romantic element to mm-hmm. it, I don't care if it's a horror movie or whatever, but if you have it where they hate each other, it's like the haters to lovers scenario, yeah. fuck, I love that. I don't know what it is, because a lot of people have, oh, friends to lovers, yeah, right. yeah, but when they hate, because there's that, that, that tension right. and that energy of hate, 
But when it turns into love, oh my God, it's well, freaking well, we, the, it's best, rela- fiery the best relationships yeah, I've yeah, had. Let's say, yeah, yeah, because yeah, because yeah. yeah, when they finally break down and, and have sex, yeah. there's that. Ex- it's there's, like knocking shit it's over raw the table. Shit. It's shit. a lot. It's like a lot. I hate this motherfucker. Yeah, but the dick is so I'm good. I'm about to. I'm about to. Man, <laughs> man, yeah, I'm about to blow that back out. But it's hard to write those kind of things. For example, you brought up when you guys went to go see Atomic Blonde a couple weeks ago, and. There was something you said something, and I, I chuckled because mm-hmm. we, were, you know, because because you know we got dirty, filthy minds in right. here anyway. But you said you needed at least fifteen more seconds. Can you can you set up the scene? Yeah, what was missing? And from what it? was missing from it? Okay, so, I mean it's been out for a while, so, so like, they ain't like this spoiler so, alert. So, shit. oh, we don't we don't care. So it's the it's this there's a, a moment where Charlie Theron and. Sophia Butella. Oh my God, I love her. Please put Sophia Butella in all the oh, things. Yeah. She's butt naked in the movie. Yeah, too, is she really? Yeah, butt naked. Yeah, her and oh yeah. I don't care and, about Shalise. I, mean, I love Shalise, but that, I'm here for Sophia. So mm. that's the part that I feel like it's not. It's not even like trying to like like approach like NC seventeen type of shooting, mm-hmm. and it's very interesting in the way that it's shot, where it's like. Um, there's a great deal of passion in that, and right. I and I feel like you don't see that kind of like it's le- like quick cut. It's, it's quick cut. Right. That's what I thought was a problem with it. Right. Is that I feel like the lesbian scene. Wait, can you just tell us the scene? What was the scene? So and then tell us. So they have a moment where they meet in a bathroom. Right. And they're in a house. Well, they met at the bar. They, they, they met at a the bar. Bathroom. They right. go into a bathroom at the bar. At the bar. Like Ooh. you know, oh yeah, the girl is like it, you know, like I want to do and, some and, shit with yeah, these. Yeah, and go. just go to the bathroom, like, and it's it's shot. That person, I yeah. see. Well, they're having this really. They're having this. She pulls a gun out, and they're talking, and they confess about why she did this. And then Sophia has this kind of like this moment where she melts. Like I didn't know it was going to be this hard. Right. And then there's this, the camera does this interesting kind of like move where like it, it moves in with her uh, as you know, like Charlize, like like you know, like gives her this kiss. Right. And it's cool because in the next cut is like, it's kind of like a push back, you know, like, right. like she's pushing her back, but she pushes her back on the bed now. Yeah, there's so a lot of beautiful transitions. Yeah, the transition is really cool. And then they're just going at it, you yeah. know? Um, and it's interesting because it's done in a way where, you know, like it's, 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 like a lot said, of, it's quick cuts, it's, but it's, it's a lot it's, of like, it's touching and, and kissing yeah. and it's like grabbing and mm-hmm. it feels really interesting. And it's like, you know, like, you know, like, like hands between the crotch kind of thing. It's really fascinating. But I kind of feel like where it kind of like, but at the end of it, it's like pulling back mm-hmm. and it's a wide shot. Right. And it's point and it's and it's kind of hard to like to en- envelop what's like, experience was happening, and I kind of feel like you guys didn't like if the the fifteen seconds more would be like just throughout the whole scene, not through at the end. Okay. And I would have had a different maybe shot to end it because I feel like if you're pulling away visually. Why are you pulling away in a moment where you see people like coming together? Right, and, and, and instead of pulling away, we should be coming closer, be coming closer to, closer. to feel oh, that. Right. Should be, you know, right, like right. like the shot, the shot right. progression should be those in, crash in, shots. In, yeah. You know, when it doesn't, have, you know, and, it, and if you know, if you don't, you, you don't need to show their, you know, their at that point they're fully naked. Right. But it's like, how do you show this shot or this moment in a way that's like 
is 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 them two together. Like they've melded. Because there's another really cool shot later on when they have when they it's after they've had sex. They're like lying on the bed. And they're like lying together and they're like playing with each other's hair. And it's mm-hmm. like see that's like a, like a good shot that like demonstrates mm-hmm. what's happening between them. But I just feel like that scene in the in the, in the middle. I kind of felt like I needed just like fifteen more seconds. Doesn't even seem like a lot, but it would have made a difference. It would have made a difference. This would have made a difference to mm, right. because the one thing about that scene that I didn't and it, and and from what you what you told me what what was it John said Kurt, Kurt John said mm-hmm. was is that some of the choices in the movie are stuff that you know that Charlize wanted, mm-hmm. and I kind of feel like you know like the girl getting killed is like. Well, she wanted something different. Like, how are they going to do their James Bondish type of movie? You have the female, but what else is different? different. Yeah, and he came up with what if she had this? Female. Yeah, this affair, which is great. Right. I mean, I love it. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, what what what, what I think that's that's a little this little interesting is is that you're watching this lesbian scene and they're giving it a good amount of screen time. Mm-hmm. But I kind of felt like also mm-hmm. why I needed 15 more seconds is. I don't think I've seen that in a mainstream, not with a big star star in a mainstream movie, and and have it actually mean something in the film. Which you, you know, he has a really, really good point because this sets up. She's almost robotic in a lot of things, wouldn't you you say? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, she she's on a mission. She does her job, and like she doesn't care about anything. And finally, she meets somebody she cares about, but. Maybe that fifteen seconds would have allowed us to see why she cares about. I, I think. I mean, like, I, I mean, like, like. If, I mean, it, it doesn't even have to be showing body parts. It could right. just be like I, the one thing that I didn't get in this, and what I like when you when you do this is that shot of like their eyes when you kind of see like that connection when right. you're when you're doing it, and it's like okay, boom, like you know, like this means something to me because mm-hmm. she makes a really fascinating point in the story later on. Sophia Botella says. Something happens when your eyes change when you're telling the truth. Like she says that, mm-hmm. but the only thing is, the, like when that scene is shot, you don't actually even see Charlize's eyes right. when that's said. Right. So it's something that's said, right. and just, and I'm like, well, you know, we could have seen that in the sex. Could have shown right. that to us, you know, and that would have been really cool, right. you know. And then it's not like Charlize, I'm asking you to be more naked and reveal more of your body mm-hmm. than what you want to and blah blah blah. I'm yeah. not trying to like, you know, exploit, you, exploit you that It wasn't way. about the set. It right. was about the moment. For right. About the moment. Right. You know? And it's character building because I think one of the problems is when people are writing sex, especially if you had a, a script or a TV show that has sexual elements to it, is it becomes just sexy. Oh, they're having sex. I feel like those scenes are just as important as any other scenes it's like an because sequence. it, reveal, it reveals right. character. Right. And how you fuck in a movie <laughs> really I'm just being straight like yeah. it, it says a lot about the characters I'm trying to think of some movies that when you see people for example there's a, there's a scene that it's one of it's hot it's one of, it'll be in my it won't be in my top 10 it'll be in my top 30 there's a scene uh, in um, Devil in a Blue Dress oh, right. where Denzel is with Lisa Nicole Carson okay. and this is his buddy's friend, his buddy's wife, mm-hmm. and they're in the house together, and the husband, I guess they've been drinking, the husband goes to the bed, and then the wife makes a move, and of course, Denzel's character, um, you know, he's there to like figure out who this girl is, and he's trying to find somebody, and he right. knows that this wife was friends with this chick, right. so yes, he's yes. trying to get information, trying to figure out like, hey, you know, Ezra is trying to figure out, hey, I need you, this is your girl, tell me something, right. whatever. So old girl's man goes to bed, 
she makes her move, and there's a scene where they're having sex. They're fully clothed. Mm -hmm. And what it says about his character, because the way he looks at her Mm -hmm. and the way he's like acting like, I know I shouldn't be doing this, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to do it anyway. (laughs) And she's saying these lines. She says, oh, you're hitting my my spot. Yeah, that's my spot. That's my spot. That's like one of the hottest lines. It's a great scene. It's a great line. I was like, wait a minute. I remember that. I remember that. And they're fully clothed. Like there's no nakedness. But it's like one of the hottest scenes because with just those lines and how she's looking at him and how he's reacting, it says a lot about his character. Like, he's a good dude, but he ain't gonna pass him no good pussy, okay? And this is a lot about his character, because what it says is he's dealing with some really nasty stuff, and even though he's an upright guy and he good with his buddies, there's just something that you just know that there's an undercurrent of danger, there's an undercurrent, like, he, he can go dirty if he needs to. Right. And to me, it was using sex in a way to reveal character. But it's also... It, 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 but also in that and it was moment, hot too. Ooh, it, it, that in, like it's pushing the story right. along. Yes. See, a, a lot of times sex scenes aren't effective regardless of how they're shot, salaciously mm-hmm. they're shot because they don't do anything to the story mm-hmm. afterwards. I mean, like like he got to have fu- he said to fuck her because because she's gonna give him information mm-hmm. and le- it's like w- what's the exchange? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to them arguing it out, it's <laughs> like. Convince me to t- tell me that what you need to know. Well, I'm gonna put the dick on you, and right. then you gotta tell me what's up. Um, but I'm trying to remember. Doesn't she get on him? It wasn't like he was asking for it. Oh no, no, you know, you know, you're right. That's what it is. But it's kind of like the, it's like a, the exchange in the, mis- in the midst of it. In the okay, in exchange. Of- if you want this information from me about mm-hmm. where Daphne is, mm-hmm. then I then you gotta give me this because every because every great scene. Yeah, I remember when you're writing this. Every character wants something. Whether we know exactly what that thing is, each character, no matter if it's two or three people, everybody in that scene wants something. Mm -hmm. And how they get those things can make or break a great scene. And because it happened to have the sex in it, which enhanced it, and just that thing, I was like, oh my God. Like, if nobody remembers anything else about this movie besides how fucking awesome Don Cheadle was, um, and how black men look awesome. See, 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 the thing about that movie that disappoints me because I remember reading the book like two years ago. Um, For me, it's the casting of Jennifer Bills. She ruined it. I don't. I mean, I, I mean, because everybody already knew she was black, right? And that was the plot. The whole big reveal in that whole entire book and the movie was the fact that you. I'm sorry if I'm spoiling for anybody. It was oh, the fact that you found out <laughs> that this character, who you thought was a white woman, mm-hmm. was actually just a light skinned black woman. And I think. It, because people went in and know him as Jennifer Beals, it ruined everything. Jennifer's great in the role. Mm-hmm. She did her, I mean, she did what she needed to do. But I think on the long run, it just, it failed the movie. Well, there's, I mean, it's a very similar type of thing. The English patient does that. Because right. when you're reading the book, oh th- th- there's a big mystery about who is the English patient. Because you meet right. him and he's got bandages on. Mm-hmm. And as you're reading the story, it could be one of three people. But in the movie, the minute he starts talking, you know it's really fine. Know, right. So it's, the movie's now a different thing. But the thing about Devil Blue Dress is, I, I was like, that movie came out, it came out at the wrong time. Yeah. Because I feel like if it came out five years later, it would have been a franchise. Yeah, would it would have been, been a whole more. fucking TV, it, it, HBO it, series. You know, yeah. I mean, and a friend of mine uh, was, was developing it for TV. Over oh, really? here. But see, it was going to be on NBC. Oh, and no. then they, they didn't do it. And I was like, yeah, because NBC wouldn't do that thing. No. Yeah, they had the rights to it, right. but they wouldn't do it. I mean, just like, 
why would they? I mean, this was like two, three years ago. I was like, right. they would never. It's it's it, that's like a perfect Showtime show. Yeah, maybe cable, HBO, for sure. but right. I uh, let me let me ask you guys something. Now we're talking about a lot about intercourse, but there's also times when there isn't full intercourse in a scene, but it still has to be extra sexy. Now, well, of course, we all know the main scene that comes to mind is Basic Instinct, Sharon, um, Sharon Stone. Oh, the coochie shot. The coochie shot. <laughs> now, but somebody had to write that or make that decision that it was going to go like that. Other people would have not have done it that way at all. Paul Verhoeven would have said, you know what we got to do? But see, Paul Verhoeven, if you go back and look at his fucking career, yeah. man, I mean, like... He did a movie Showgirls and no, but but that was before. But right. he, but I mean after. But he did a he, he did a uh, he did a he, he's got a movie on Criterion. He that he did. It's called uh, La Maitresse. Mm-hmm. This like S and M film he did. Like they c- kind of put him on the map in like the mid seventies something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was kind of like a you know uh, a envelope pushing filmmaker. With taboos and stuff. Anyway, I mean, obviously he died. Those are my I, th- I think like RoboCop was his first American film. Oh, okay. You know, and there's a lot in that that's like, what the fuck, man? That like, <laughs> but I think I really think that although it's an American story, sometimes like Europeans tell right. American stories better because they're able to look at it from like, this is what y'all motherfuckers are doing. Right. It's like you white know? people writing white folks. Oh, we yeah, know. we oh yes, <laughs> oh, we know you. <laughs> we know our whites. Ah, we know. <laughs> we know our Americans. <laughs> we know. We know y'all. <laughs> but no, but I mean, look, I mean, there was an I, I saw an interview the other day with um, Jean Moreau, mm-hmm. uh, who just died, and she was saying that when she was young. She did a movie with Louis Mal that they it got so much kind of like so much publicity because of like the the eroticism. There's no naked bodies in this movie, but just like mm. the way it was portrayed and that kind of tension and everything. And I, she was like, and now she's like, you you know, as as as, as soon as you see the tongues come out, then you've seen everything because right. you have seen everything in right. in the movie. Correct. And I feel that a lot of people, a lot of people want to have sex scenes in movies because they want to try to top. I'm not even sure what they're trying to top. They just want to put it in film because right. they want to like, because they assume that sexuality, just the explicit act is going to bring certain people into a film. Right. And, and, and you know what? And, and it might, it might not. But some people and, are trying to be edgy and they don't need to try to be edgy. No, no. Or, I mean, you know. and your edgy might be yogurt level for me. <laughs> <laughs> when I go in like Fifty Shades of Grey I'm like yeah, yeah, this child Fifty yeah, Shades of Grey was just like what were you doing? <laughs> is the book this tame? I was like if it is are people, why are people reading it? Right. What the fuck? Because <laughs> um, <laughs> they were trying to they had to water it down a little bit for the masters or something didn't they? Well you know and like you said a lot of times people put stuff in to be edgy but if it's not serving the story don't have it in there. Right. You can have sexy scenes like I said without people getting naked. I'm trying to think I've watched so many films but I'm trying to think of some and I'll probably do an episode where I list like my top ten list of those things where the hottest scenes sex scenes to me where no one's taking clothes off at all. There's a scene in The Servant where the servant girl, she's just talking and she says mm. these things to like incite the dude. Yeah. And she's not saying anything that's perverted. More subtext. It's just, she says, oh, come upstairs. Like they've been fucking. Yeah. And he thinks that 
the dude, the girl is supposed to be this guy's uh, sister. So who's his butler? If you haven't seen The Servant, first of all, read the book. <laughs> and then you got you to gotta fucking watch the movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Mm. I watch it at least once every two years. Just because <laughs> it's just fucking British people mm. being so, petty about the sexuality. the movie from the, from the 60s? The with 50s. With uh-huh. uh, Dirk Bogard? Yes. Okay. Yes. And, you know, and like she, they've been having sex. And then there's this, later on he finds out that He's been lied to, but he finds out that the brother and sister are having sex together, too. Mm. So it's like all kinds of like weird stuff. And there's nothing really overtly, mm. but there's a scene where she's about to have sex with this dude who's like a stuff, stuffy, upper-crust white dude. And she just says, oh, God, what's, oh, how she says it? I can't even do the accent. She goes, oh, I'm ready. I'm going to be all rosy for you. Mm. And she says it, and it's so naughty, mm. you know? And it's like one of my favorite scenes because it's like, man... I bet you back in the 50s, they was losing their damn mind with this stuff. And, and it, but it was so, it was erotic right. without being overt, you know? I mean, that's why, I mean, I, I mentioned the word. And it sub- makes the characters, it just makes it happen. I, I mentioned the word subtext. My favorite scenes that I'm always trying to find things to write in almost every script is a moment where of, of tension between two characters, usually it's a male or a female in some way, where there's some subtext going on, <clears throat> like I remember um, in my uh, my my cop script that I wrote years ago, there's there's a scene between the young black cop and the the white DA, and they're having a conversation about she's looking at his photos on his desk and he's like, oh I see you admiring me or whatever you know, but he's talking to her about like you're admiring like like my whole swag about myself, and she's like really. Like, but they're talking to each other in total subtext, and he's telling her everything about her, and she's telling him everything about himself mm-hmm. in the same way. But they're not talking to each other right, at all, right? You know what I mean? And it's like one of my favorite scenes I've ever written. But I just love that type of thing where you're coming from a place, but you know it's all about sex for right, the two of them. Right? They're totally hitting on each other, but they're not saying it. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I try to think about what movies have, have done, like really interesting. The eroticism, or is it? I mean, like, how's that stuff played? Right. And um, a lot of it, I feel, is just it's, it's like they. I mean, there's a movie I saw. It's called Tattoo. This is German film. Yeah, and just the way they do this, it's like this. It's a shot kind of like what they did in Atomic Bomb, where it's like a lot of pieces. Of, so you don't really see anything fully, and it's like it's it's interesting because it's it's then asking you to engage your mind to put what's happening right. together, and that's a lot of what you're saying too right. about like the subtext. It's like I'm like I have to engage the viewer in a way that's different than me just like showing you like, like what you see in a porno, right? right. Um, I but mean, it, but it works best, like I said, when you do it from the male or female perspective. It does. It works best when you were talking earlier about finding those characters. We were talking about moonlighting, where they don't like each other, mm-hmm. and it's that conversation where we realize, oh, they really do Seems like, each, like other. each other. You know what I mean? I mean, this, I mean like, <clears throat> what was I watching the other day that has a lot of really like it's disturbing. Mm-hmm. See, sometimes sexes can be disturbing. Right, right. Um, that Steve McQueen movie. What the fuck's it called? Shame. Shame. You know, um, with Michael Fassbender. 
It's like you watching it, and it's like they, is that from the seventies? No, 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 no. no. Come out a couple years ago. Nicole Bahari's in it. Shame. That's how they hooked up. It's it's just the thing. Oh, okay, it's the thing right. with the yes, with the Mike. You know, Steve McQueen. Who Michael did, Fassbender. Oh, Fassbender. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Who did Twelve Years a Slave? Remember okay. before yes. that? Right. It's like you know, like he has, and that's interesting because this he's watching a lot of porno. In that, hmm. and you don't see the porno he's watching; you just see him reacting to right. it. It's interesting, it's to, sad porno. Yeah, it has to be because <laughs> the sex he's having is just it's, it's horrible. It's, and, you know, and then, the, and then that little bender he's on at the end when he's like going out and like fucking a bunch of bitches. It's just mm-hmm. crazy. Just like, damn, dude, like what's going on? Um, and but again, it tells you a lot it's about character. Him. Yes, it tells you so much about him at the end because he's almost. It's almost like he's trying to commit suicide by sex. Yes. at the end of the film. It's, I, it's one of it's, it's one of those films that that one maybe really like keep my eye on Steve McQueen. It's like, all right, if you're going to do this about this dude, because it's like I love oh, you said Steve McQueen. That's why I thought seventies at first. Yeah, I forgot what Steve. Oh, McQueen. we're talking about Black Steve McQueen, saying, not yeah, White Steve McQueen. I understand McQueen. now the black one. <laughs> That's um, why I thought. Yeah, it's <laughs> just because it's, it's like, and it's, there's a lot of sex in this film, yeah. you know, and it's just and he's naked mm-hmm. and he's just, but it's just. Oh. You know how the Brits are. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's just so it's so sad, but it, it just tells you so much. Like man, like this dude, he, he gonna end up jumping off a building or something because <laughs> it's not it's not happening, mm. you know. And and those are those type of character studies that I think if you if it's overtly sexual like that, that can it can do wonders and 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 telling you about a character. Right. You know? Well, it's it's just you about how he does it because I was watching this thing the other day about Stephen Queen the way he edits. He was talking about a lot of times. He loves to let the camera stay on like longer than a lot of people. Right. Yeah. You know, like he and he was like, because he's like, I like to observe when I meet people. He's a voyeur. You know, like I and I'm talking. I'm not looking at who else is in the room or looking at other shit. I'm looking at you. Mm -hmm. I just see how shit unfolds. It's interesting because I remember in that movie, uh, even though I've seen it before, but I remember something that really kind of like disturbed me a little bit in that film. How it was is when. Carrie Mulligan first shows up in the movie and she's like broken into the place and she's sitting in the, in the shower and it's like, and he comes in and like pulls the shower door open and she's there. Mm-hmm. She's standing there naked mm-hmm. and he just holds this shot on her like over his shoulder, like on her naked in a way that it's like, you start feeling uncomfortable because you're like, you know they're brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Why are they, like, I mean, is he going to hand her a towel? I mean, like what? Like, right. And none of that happens. It's <laughs> interesting because it adds to the level of like there's a it, it, it's just building a level of perversion. Right. Well, can I ask? Is it because of the Western sense of shame and nudity that we have, as opposed to the European way? Do you think it might have been you're reading into that saying that when it probably was just an actor's moment beat? That's just what it was, and it well, wasn't. It wasn't about trying to get the subtext of is he going to fuck his sister? Have they been fucking? Like, well, is this, is this the? I think that's the way he's. I mean, look, 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 look. look. I don't know how many like grown women sit around naked in front of their siblings, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and then have an argument. Right. And I was like, okay, <laughs> but but then it, it just uh, but that scene planted a seed in my head of like they have an odd relationship. So that could be the root of his issues. Mm-hmm. You know, he was fucking when they was little yeah, and it fucked right, him up and right. fucked her up. Yeah, something. It's, it's, I don't know. It's interesting. That's what no, I'm going to have to go back and look at that because my first, like when you said that, I'm like, really? Because I just thought, like I just thought he just had so much shit 
And then this bitch is here. Even though it's a sister, it's like, mm-hmm. God damn it. I can't even masturbate in my own house. Yeah. <laughs> because that, this bitch is here. here. But still, but my thing is, throw, throw her a towel. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean. Cover her up. You know, right, I mean, yeah. what are you going to do? You know, I mean, you don't have to. <laughs> but, 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 their, but it's like their level of comfortability. Because the thing is, is that they're having an argument. You know, like it's not like the minute like the door opens up and she's like, right. you know, it's like, oh, it's you. Right. And he feels like he's been invaded upon. It's such a fascinating way that it's shot. And I'm like, and that's like McQueen, because that's a lot of how he does. Yeah, it. yeah he's giving you I some mean, stuff that yeah. you can infer I mean, it's one of these things where he was talking about, and you see it a lot in 12 Years a Slave too, where it's like, he he stays like he he stays on shots longer than. Well, well one man is hanging for fucking five you minutes. Know, <laughs> well, you know he was. You know that's the thing. I, was, I saw this thing about the, the, the. That's the thing that I was talking about. It was, it was the editing of that sequence, right? right? And he was like, "There's uh, twenty four shots to capture um, Chewy Tell hmm. in that thing, and it adds up to like to like eighty four seconds, right? Those twenty four shots, right?" Yeah. And then he's like, and then the next eleven shots are also eight, it's eighty four seconds of, of time. Hmm. So it's like the whole act to get you, to get him lynched, mm-hmm. chasing him, bringing him up. That's all like, in, you know, it's like, you know, the shot length now is like it's, it's like four seconds a shot, right? Basically, mm-hmm. or something like that. And then he's gonna jump back now. He's gonna hold every shot mm-hmm. now for like four times as long, and he's gonna sh- and he, at, like as he's hanging throughout right. the day, and he's like, and he's expanding time because. You know, it takes it takes I don't know half the day before uh, Sherlock Holmes guy comes right. to rescue him, and it's right. like that's fucked up. Mm. And, and everyone was watching him hang and tipped. Him. I was like that, and that scene is so uncomfortable for you to watch. Uh. You know, so as I, I said, I saw that scene. I was like, this made Roots look like an after school special. This is <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I will have to say this from Twelve Years a Slave that he put something in there that we often don't get to see in slave narratives unless it has something to do with just rape of black women all the time was that small scene where Chua tells with the other slave girl when he first gets there and I think he masturbates her and she has an orgasm and she's like you remember that scene? I don't remember the scene. You don't remember that scene? When they're laying together and he's like all with all the slaves and stuff and she's crying and she turns to him Oh, and yeah, I think so. she starts rubbing on him right. and and he does it, and she has yeah, an orgasm. Yeah, everybody sleep all around. Yes, and then she starts crying, and then she turns her head and goes back. And it, it was one of those moments where, by having that small sense of, of, of sexuality in there, it just lets you know that slaves did have sex lives. Yeah. They did have needs, and they did sometimes have sex for themselves because the shit was fucked up, yeah. what have you. But it was like a small scene. I can't believe I don't remember that. I, I remember well, no, now. But, no, but, no, but, see, but see, here's the thing. Like... <clears throat> When I, was, I just watched this Thursday. Because the Thursday. bewilderedness on his face is no, like, no, no. I'm a married man with kids, and I'm, I just got snatched up in the slavery. Mm-hmm. And, I'm fucked. And no, I'm, but, here, but here's the thing. like <laughs> I'm, That movie, I mean, the other day when I was watching this thing on it, there's so much in the movie I forgot about because mm-hmm. I watched that movie. I, I honestly blocked a lot of it out because it was so horrific. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. You know, too, and, and, but I watched it now, and I was like, oh, I actually would want to see this movie again mm-hmm. because just from thinking about what Steve McQueen the ways he's talking about this because I was also talking about how the, like uh, what's the guy's name P.T. Anderson did something did something similar in 12 Years a Slave I mean not 12 Years a Slave what the fuck is his movie There Will Be Blood mm-hmm. is where the, the guy broke it down it's like you know fi- like the average shot length in that movie is like 13 seconds 
Mm. And it's like the average shot in most movies is maybe like two seconds. Mm. And it's like, you know, if you let stuff linger, the 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 edits now mean more. Mm -hmm. See, that's the thing too, that when you do sex scenes in a certain way, how you decide to put them together, how you decide to cut them, because mm -hmm. then they're gonna if you if it's rapid cutting, mm -hmm. kind of like what they did in in Atomic Blonde, like there's a certain point where it loses impact of what you're trying to tell me. Right. But if you let something linger for a lo longer period of time, mm -hmm. then you the because the audience is still trained to take to take a cut. You know, and the longer you don't cut for them, it makes them uncomfortable. Makes and them then uncomfortable, it's like, you know, so it's, I mean, I think people probably do that in scenes where the sex is like, the sex is, is disturbing in some way, you know, but, or it's more kind of irreversible. Yeah, that, yeah. Or it's done in a way where we're going to see something we haven't seen before. Cause I kind of remember now that you bring this up about these scenes that these, these subtle moments. I believe there's a moment in what's that movie with the uh, the girl from Million Dollar Baby that got her big? You know, she did the movie about the oh, uh, bo uh, boys, boys don't, don't cry. cry, boys yeah, don't cry. Right. So there's the scene when she's having sex with Chloe Sevigny, and it's like it's on her overhead shot. It stays on her face for a long time, and then it's on her face for a long time, and they're mm -hmm. having sex, and it's like. It's just the eye shots, and it's mm. done in a way where you start seeing how she's being pleasured, right. you know, in a way that is, and it's, and then it's, it's they're, the long, they're longer held shots because mm -hmm. there's no other type of nudity that they're really showing in that film, right. and that's, um, I mean, I do know there's a documentary about like how the rating system works. Mm -hmm. Kimberly Pierce, that's her name, she directed it. Right. She was talking about how she had so much shit for that scene. They were like well, trying to slice it down, slice it down, slice it down. And it's kind of sexist in a way too because we'll see dudes in those scenes and won't cut it. But as soon as you see a woman having an orgasm it's or off. something, it's we off. can't have it. Yeah, We that, can't have that. We can't, that. Well, we can't she, do that. Well, she, she was saying that if you show a woman show, like, like uh, having pleasure on screen, mm -hmm. That's automatically pushing you into NC-17 rating. Just simply. Automatically. Her facial expression. Guys masturbate. We ain't got no, shit, ain't right. showing no tit, nothing. Just, nothing. Just pleasure. Yeah. You know, because there's something powerful. Like the, I remember just reading that scene, like that scene in fucking uh, uh, Silence of the Lambs with like when he throws the damn cum on her face. Yeah. Right. It's like, you get a shot. It's like, what? Dude, you're like, really? And that was aw that's awesome. Like that scene sticks, people always remember that and, and, and it happens and she's just like, don't show no fear. You know what scene I always think Keep about it a lot? Keep it moving. In, um, Kevin, um, why am I going blank on his name? Kevin. Bacon? No, the other Kevin. Spacey? Yeah, Kevin Spacey and what's, what's the famous Alan Ball's movie? Oh, American uh, Pie. Mer I mean, no, American, Mer American Beauty. American, American Beauty. Beauty when he's masturbating in the shower. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. yeah. It's a sexy moment, though. It it's, is. It's the way, and he's like behind. You can <sighs> see him. Oh, he's behind the like, glass. And yeah. Like, well, see, you know what? That's awesome. That was an interesting way to shoot stuff. Like, I just finished watching um, Big Little Lies, right? Right. And one of the things that comes out is, is that Reese Witherspoon had this affair with the guy who's, who's the local theater guy, you know? Mm. and But it happened... The year before the kind of the, the, the timeline of the show, mm -hmm. and they show these flash cuts of their that affair, and they do what you were talking about, like it's just a hand mm -hmm. on a on like a steamy wall, like hitting there hard, and mm -hmm. just you know, and 
and like and you see that she's been over obviously like mean something. you know like in, in, in the in the in the haze out silhouette but it's like yeah that's actually dope because right. you like kind of feel it in a yes. way that's like okay they were really because it's like if you're gonna hit the wall hard with your hand to get like stability it's like you you, know you, you put in some work you putting in some work you putting your back yeah, into it yeah. well it's like when i thought when people you know we're talking about uh the handmaiden like the women who were having sex in that mm-hmm. and it was like not only were they having sex but they were showing you like when she was going down on this woman and she came up and her mouth was glistening and I thought <laughs> that's a beautiful sh-. no because it's like normally they wouldn't show they would cut away right. do- it was like she there we down there with the legs with her right. and, she con- and you see it and I just thought to myself almost th- my popcorn almost fell out my hand <laughs> I was like <laughs> Yeah, we so. need like an X-rated version of this because this is hot. But it was like they they they, they took their time and they showed that thing. And it was beautiful. I mean, it wasn't as graphic as I would have liked it. Like I was a little disappointed that there was no tentacle sex because I saw the octopus and my mind just went there. Stupid. My mind just went there. I'm like, are we gonna get some hinting up in here? Wow. I was like, I was already That's a bit much. Okay, I was like, okay, Lisa, that's just a script running. You'll no. hear it. Focus on this movie right now. But it was beautiful. And it was wonderful, and it was showing women's, you know, pleasure. But right. it was a Korean film, so I don't know. So let, let me ask you: know. You were saying something earlier, Chris, about the sequences of sex. So let's talk to the writers about how they can write that on the page, mm-hmm. right? Because you were saying earlier about, <clears throat> you know, it has to move the story forward, right? Right. So when writers get to a, a point in the script where they, let's just say, they make the two leads finally have sex. Like what what types of things should they be trying to do in a scene to move this to depend on the story? Or what should they like you use that devil in the blue dress scene as a really good reference. Maybe there's another way to make them look at it. Well, I to me it's like Okay, so it's like you said earlier, the sex scene's like an action scene. Right. And action scenes for them to really work, like something's gotta be revealed or something's gotta happen. And it's like you what usually happens in sex is again, like I said in Atomic Bond, it's like you find out after the sex scene, but it's two two scenes later when she's right. like, I see this vulnerability in your eyes. Mm-hmm. And it's like when you have sex with somebody, you have it's the most vulnerable like part for both of you at that right. point. So your guard is down. Does something get revealed? Do, do you say something that you shouldn't have said? Mm-hmm. You know, does the person stumble across something at the end of that scene that they wouldn't have, um, uh, you know, like seen otherwise? You mm-hmm. know, do they or are they having sex and do they get photographed? I mean, there's a whole bunch of different ways right. where something has to happen from that. Like that, just it just can't be. A, a scene happening mm-hmm. because you want to have some you want to have some violence you want to have some action happening right. you know I mean it's kind of like the scene in the movie last night when she goes to that guy's um, apartment mm-hmm. and she's fighting him with the with the with the hose you know mm-hmm. like what did that scene do for us mm. well I was just thinking about how <clears throat> I was trying to find sorry I was trying to find okay. this thing that we're talking talks about a, the twelve steps we're of, talking a lot about. Sense our leads. What happens when, like, like we were talking about Insecure when we first started, right? Mm-hmm. There's, it, Issa goes on a lot of dates and has, I don't want to say she has a lot of sex, but she had sex with a couple of the guys, right? Particularly the guy, like, downstairs in her, 
in her apartment complex or whatever, who we didn't, I didn't see it coming until she stopped and looked at him again. I was like, oh no, she's not going to do this dude right. But anyway. Um, when the well runs dry, sometimes. But sometimes your characters, <laughs> like you might have a character who's a player, you know, or, or you know, a slut or whatever you want to call them, and, and, and they have sex with multiple people. How do we still move story forward when the character, when it's not your, the main person they're supposed to meet yet? Well, okay, so... You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, that's usually maybe... That, to me, is, is it sort of like a montage, essentially. Right. See, so it's a montage, and it's really like that sequence is this... It's not just that... You so it's like showing them, showing them still not fulfilled or something right, like right. that. Right, it's, right. You know, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, if... if I mean, if... Not, having not seen Insecure, I know what you guys are talking about specifically, right. but if she's having sex with multiple people in succession in the mm-hmm. scene. Like I remember like watching the trailer for this season. There's like mm-hmm. she, there's a little thing, the rapid date when she's dating right. so many people. And right. it's like, okay, so that could be substituted with that those aren't just first date scenes. Those are just fuck scenes, right? Right. And, you know, she's constantly rolling off these men. Boom! Mm-hmm. She could have done you, like, like you could have done it that way, right? You know, and it's telling you, I ain't found a guy. You know, it's not just each individual piece. It's mm-hmm. the, the whole like that's gonna be like. Well, one of the things that they do on that particular show, and I don't know how far you are in the show. I don't know if you're up to date. Are you up? Um, I've seen the first two episodes okay. of the second season. So. Well, I won't give it away then. But there's something that happens where she's having sex with one of them, and and you could tell in her subconscious. She just needs to get it out. Like, she's just frustrated, right? This is the downstairs neighbor dude. Yeah, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> and, and you'll With see. With the socks? Yeah, no, I've yeah. seen that episode. Okay. Okay, yeah. And, but the sex, it took them a while for her to, like, they kept messing up. They kept falling. They kept whatever. Like, it was awkward at first. And then finally, they settled on the edge of the bed, and she was like, okay, now I got it. Let's just go. I might be in my head about my ex, but I'm just going to pretend like this is whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's what I thought why it worked, because mm-hmm. it wasn't perfect. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It was still a buildup. They still used comedy throughout. And finally, she settled in on it and was like, you know, eventually you settle in. Right? <laughs> so I kind of bought that. But I was just more curious from your point of view as, as, as these writers are listening to this. We're talking a lot about the leads. Like, how do you talk about, you know, the person who sleeps well, with several people before they meet? Well, yeah, Mrs. Well, Wright. well, yeah. I mean, again, it's. I mean, but there is a lead in that scene, as right. opposed to like. I mean, it's like who you the the the, the, the these people who are like the wrong door for her to go into, right? Mm-hmm. Like those people, you know. Like I think that that's probably written in a way where it's probably mm-hmm. like written as like as. You know, series of shots. Right. You know, Issa has sex with this guy, this right. guy. It's not, it's right. like, it's awkward. It's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then you get mm-hmm. to that one. I mean, but then what you're telling me, the scene where she has this guy, when she, it's awkward. I bet that's written out in a way. Mm-hmm. It's written out, and it's probably written in like short, like birth sentences about, right. you know, like, this is why they're falling down, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, once she gets into that groove, it's probably, I, I mean, I can see this. We've written like t- probably two lines about mm-hmm. she's in her head, she's calmed down, she takes a breath, mm-hmm. and then she gets in and gets into rhythm. Right, and it's right. all probably mm-hmm. like boom, right. boom, boom. Yeah. And it's, but before that, it's probably like falls off to bed, her, he, like her head hits the floor, mm-hmm. her, her foot goes, you know, just boom, like, right. like fast sentences. Exactly. And that's because that, cause, cause you're, cause, cause you're trying to get to that one moment right. faster. And then when you get to the moment that you want to mean something for them to film it the right way mm-hmm. is that 
you got to slow it down, and you got to be maybe more descriptive. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's, I mean, the the trick about like writing erotic fiction, and then writing erotic stuff in the screenplay is how it's like the the prose allows you to actually turn on a reader. Correct. You know, like, you can go inside the head. Yeah, you right. know, and like there's a lot of stuff you can do. Mm-hmm. But if you, but in in the screenwriting world, you are you're ultimately saying to yourself, everything I write is probably going to be shot. Right. So you got to figure out like how to write that in a way, and then you know the comedy in this mm-hmm. is quick because it's again like action. Right. But then when it means something, you might give it that two or three line, four line, like you know action block, so that the reader, and then that's cool too as well because then you have those four lines to kind of get in their head mm-hmm. and write it in a very sensual way. That if you're that that that's the one point where you can turn mm-hmm. on, or you should attempt to be turning on like like the re- the readers, you know. Well, they they did a really cool thing where like after it was all done, like it ends, the scene fades on them having they're finally on a groove, and then it picks back up later on. They're all done, and she just kind of like. Ooh, how do uh, I how do I leave like, now? How do I leave? Yeah. <laughs> so she just starts getting dressed. He's like, "Oh, you can stay." She's like, "Uh, no, I think I'm going home." He's like, "Okay." He turned to get Deuces. It's like a very, but it's an awkward thing, and that's why it works. Yes. It's because mostly shows they're showing sex, like, "Oh, sex is always wonderful right. and it works out well and it's great." Sometimes it's the most. Sometimes you be in the midst of the act and shit is so bad, <laughs> but you're so embarrassed because you'd be like, "Dude, this ain't." <sighs> You just saying, oh, right. well, I'm here, right. you know, and it's like awkward, and it's like things happen, and I I appreciate that part of it because mm-hmm. it makes it real, and it could actually makes yeah, it even I mean, kind of sexy. Might get a cramp. I mean, also it's gonna happen. You're like, fuck, <laughs> fuck now. Like, what am I gonna do? Um, but but that's what you. But but that's the stuff that would happen in a show like Insecure, where right. he, 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 you know, like he gets a Charlie horse or some right. shit like that, and and then he's trying to like. I mean, in that show, you know, not seeing enough of it to know, it's like the the guy that that he really that she really likes, mm-hmm. he has a Charlie horse, and and then it's bad sex. Right. But he's not. But he can't. And he's trying to like fight through that pain, and he can't. He's like, ah, I need to, I I, I need to show out properly now. This first, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's all that. Right. Right. That is. Well, they, they, they do. Right? I mean, you know what I'm saying. I need to show out properly. <laughs> because, <laughs> Because if you don't, because if you don't, she could be like, he can't fuck. I thought it was gonna be, you know, that he's like. Nah, but guys have that thing. They have that thing. They have that thing where they're like, I wish I fucked this up this time. But next time, I wish they would show that more often. Well, they need to. But they need to. I see. I think that because it makes them endearing. Because it makes you feel like, oh my god, guys think that kind of, you know. Oh, but see, to me, I look at sex. I look at sex and comedy. I think it's harder for guys because. Women, honestly, we can fake shit and be like, oh, I'm gonna put it on him. And y'all think we really put it on right. you when it's like, oh, you're not happening, but we make it seem like that. Right. Yeah. Whereas y'all gotta be like, like as soon as they leave, I'm gonna take care of the shit. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, exactly. Pookie, I'm gonna need you to roll through. Exactly. <laughs> He's going to the bathroom real quick. Let me get this out. You know, exactly. No, but, it's, but see, I'm surprised that's not in that show because that's. Well, but see, you know what is it? Because but they do give the male perspective. Her ex, who they broke up because she cheated, which is all out there. We already know that, so I'm not giving anything away. He, on the other hand, is kind of dating another girl that he's having good sex with. But is it good? But she thinks is it good? Hold on. But she thinks they're here, and he's like, "I'm just fucking." Like we just 
Right. I'm not serious. We're just fucking. You going way too deep. You know what I mean? So I think they give the other side too. They both are dealing with. They both want to be back together. They both are, even uh, though they're still sleeping uh, with other people. Uh, oh yeah, no, they he are. wants to go back. With he her. wants to go back. Oh, that last right. scene showed him sitting outside. He was when they revealed him. He was outside the dunes looking inside. Okay, I haven't seen that episode. Oh, yet. Well, you should have been watching. And well, I have to like <laughs> get my HBO streaming on, man. But I'm just saying, like, <clears throat> and see, that's interesting because the whole idea of what good sex is. I mean, because right. just because it's like you're having sex, that doesn't necessarily mean it's really that good. Right. You know, you could just be just busting the nut and be done See, and that's it. But that doesn't make it good. It does, no, no, it doesn't because... Because you can do it. Well, See, because there, like, how does it create an impact on you? Right. So that when it's done, you're still thinking about that person. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting, you know what? I wanted to ask you this mm-hmm. because the, you just said the guy, uh, what's his name? John Kurt. Kurt Johnstad, mm-hmm. he wrote that 300 sequel, right? right? The 300 sequel had one of the best subtext sex scenes that I've ever seen. What? I oh, yeah. S- I didn't see the... Oh, fuck yeah, no, because it's, it's, it's... Okay, so there's a scene... And you know how I love subtext. This is, it's, it's subtext actually, it's actually, is It's best. really, really... This, it's actually worth the movie just to see this part. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eva Green and Sullivan Stapleton... Mm-hmm. Have this fucking like they're arguing about the battle, some battle they're gonna have, and mm-hmm. they're they're and this they're fucking, and it's mm-hmm. really while they're fucking. It, it, it I can't remember how it all plays out, but it was so interestingly done, mm-hmm. and I was like, Eva Green, this woman is so amazing <laughs> because it's like she takes the type of risks with a sex scene that because she's not afraid to show her body, right. so she's, she's like she's a Brit, right? Well, she's French, so European. Say no more, fam. So say no more. Way, like cool with that, right? Um, but she said she's way cool with that. I don't know what these American half is doing, <laughs> but prudes. But uh, but it's like the way they did it. I was like, this is one of the coolest ways to have done this type of scene. Like they're mm. they're talking. I mean, there there's they're they're they're, they're 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 like there's like a you know the little the little battle chess board where they're trying to decide whether they're going to move their ships. Right. Like that. And they're like fucking on that, and the mm-hmm. way it all kind of like plays out, and the whole little like what's in their head as they're talking before they get to that and they're like marching around that table. I was like, that was so well hmm. done. Like hmm. it's so, in terms of what it was, the scene was trying to say right. Right. and you know, and it's like, and, a, and, a, and she, you know, if you see Penny Dreadful, mm-hmm. then you know, she like adds something to the, 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 the eroticism when she's in sex scenes. Mm-hmm. Cause as a, a, like she's a woman mm-hmm. Who is like I am being dominant in this scene, right. and it's not like it's in that kind of like you know like S and M type of situation. But she wants to control the scene, which right. is what I love about Underground, the mom and Underground. <laughs> oh my, you God. know, and I and and so there's a few moments, and and then because she she kind of gets into these kind of again like in Penny Jeffel and in this movie, there's like like she does stuff that's that's it's a it's a it's a little perverted in a mm-hmm. sense. But it works so well in that movie and in that TV show. I mean, I remember the first scene where she's like, the first scene in, in Penny Jennifer when she gets taken over by a spirit. Right. They're at this little seance thing, and mm-hmm. it's like she's like at the table, and like it's like she's getting fucked right there by some like someone who's not there. Right. And then there's a scene where she's fucking someone who's not there, and it's like mm-hmm. it's this really cool scene where they sh- where she's like 
this guy comes in on her and you don't see who she's fucking. It's like she's fucking a ghost. And mm-hmm. it's just like... Oh, it's like the entity. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's really... and there's a, I mean, she gets into it in a way that like that makes the scene have a lot of dramatic power because she's being possessed. Mm-hmm. So again, it's like the scene's not just them having sex. It's like it's a possession scene. Right. right. You know, the first time it's like it's that's his way in to, 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 to get a hold... Dracula to get a hold of her. Mm-hmm. Um but I just I, I just remember that about about the three hundred. Well, hopefully they have that on YouTube, and I can see that scene where I ain't got to watch the whole movie. Because I know, because I collect, and I just think there's so. I mean, it's just hard to find really great movies with great sex scenes in them that move the plot along, mm-hmm. that reveals a lot about characters, and like I said, it's just you know those type of movies are always fascinating to me. That's why I just have this thing. I have this thing about movies that have sex and food in them. Mm-hmm. If you have those two things, I'm there. Oh, that, I'm so glad you said that. Sex and food are like two of the most important things because they're both sexy. Sex, food, and music. Mm. They're, they're both sexy. Well, music too, but they're, they're so sexy. You can make... That's why you see a lot of things take place in the kitchen or all those different settings like that or somebody's eating, they... You know, put ice on your chest, whatever the fuck, something to make it sound or look that's so beautiful. Van- Wait, that's so vanilla now. Well, you know, <laughs> <clears throat> but most most American movies are pretty vanilla. So yeah, that's, you know, um, I know I should not be judgmental. You know what? People are where they are at their <laughs> levels. Do you? But 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 I mean, look, you know, there's a interesting French movie um, from the fifties. It's on Criterion. Since we were talking about Criterion earlier, it's called. Um, I need to work for Criterion. Hiroshima Mon Amour. Oh my god! And I like it opens. It opens with this kind of a weird. It's not a weird mm. sex scene. It's a regular sex scene, but the way it's photographed and it's like there's rain and it's just these shots from the fifties. Yeah, Itch. it's very. Mm. It's just erotic. It's mm. not. It's not like you know explicit. It's just mm. erotic yes. because it's this Japanese man and this French woman. And they're and this 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 like their love affair is in her, It's in the title sequence, I believe. It's just so well. It it it, it like it tells you about the depth of their relationship. Mm. You know, very early on, mm-hmm. in a way that you don't have to have the the thing. I mean, it's, you know, people talk about those things. You know, it's always a thing like Hitchcock talked about when he did Psycho, like when he put. <clears throat> Janet Leigh, when you first meet her, mm-hmm. she's in the white bra, and then when you meet her, when they, she's going to do the robbery, she's in the black bra, and it's right. like those kind of moments, and it's like, you know, it's a very, in that over and see, also, he got that really interesting overhead shot of them, lying on the bed, mm-hmm. which is an angle that is a little, um, it's just, a, it's an unusual angle for us. Because we don't ever look down on people right. like that. It's know? kind of intrusive, too. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like, uh. Um, but that's ways to make the. I mean, obviously, that's obviously not like a writer's decision per se. Right. But um, I mean, but it is in a sense. Like you write the black bra and the white bra. I mean, like you know, like a lot of times, like th- th- those kind of um, decisions on the wardrobe. Because mm-hmm. I remember Craig Mason talked about this a lot too. Right, like, right. The, like, like that can tell you a lot about. But he's you know, always Craig Mason like is always about. The hair, hair eyes, uh, color, color, and clothing. You know, yeah, yes. if you have a mustache, if you don't, if your eyes are different yes. colors, I mean, like he loves to describe those things. Not just you know a male attractive. He's like a male with red, right, blondish, whatever. You know what I mean? He like really like. I love that. Mm-hmm. Shit. I love that shit. That I, know, I, I just you know this is just I can't. Things. You know we do talk about top ten movies. I mean like I don't. I mean like you know like. <laughs> 
Yeah, so ones that are really fun and interesting. I mean, there's always those. I'm trying to think of those ones that, that make sense. That are, I feel like I want to do like my own version of Cinema Paradiso. Mm-hmm. But instead of kissing scenes, they're just like the best erotic sex scenes in films. Mm. Like I should just buy some editing software and just go in and just put <laughs> it up on YouTube. Like this is well, Lisa's to me, top ten. Because well, to me, there's it's and like, then discuss and then as from a writer's perspective, right. what makes them work, what doesn't make, or and then the top ten worst ones that are not so good that could have been better. And what could we do to help make those better? If yeah, we were, if we were if, writing, if you're that writing scene, or filmmaking. Right. I mean, like to me, the stuff that always kind of like sticks in my head is when the stuff. Again, it's just like what do people do that like kind of like makes you stop right. like, as a viewer? Like I remember this movie came out like '89 called Scandal. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this movie? Um, Sounds familiar. Who was in Scandal? Uh, <clears throat> Joanne uh, uh, Wayley Kilmer and um, Bridget Fonda. It's about like oh, it, it's, Bridget Fonda it, movie. It, it, it's about okay. the Profumo sex scandal affair in like the late fifties in, in Britain. Britain, in, in Britain. Yeah, yeah right. those girls. Okay, yeah, yeah like hookers and stuff like that right. but there's like mm. but it's like there's a weird sex party in there mm-hmm. that's just like I just I was saying something because I was like they're not having sex mm. they can in the background it is but it's just like the what's like the what's happening during that scene is like a it's like a the, the context of the sex was so kind of like I'd never seen that you know because it's it's similar. I don't want to say it's like what they did in Eyes Wide Shut. Because it's but it's along those the lines. The original or the remake? Good <laughs> of Eyes Wide Shut. What's the original? What do you mean the remake of Eyes Wide Shut? I don't know if there's a remake of Eyes Wide Shut. I mean Eyes Wide Shut. You know I'm thinking of um, Vanilla Sky. Sorry. Oh, bro. oh uh, well, yeah. The original Nat Two's got some interesting scenes in too. I mean it's it's. I mean it's. I just remember like. Like those kind of party scenes. Oh my god! From Eyes Wide Shut and Nicole Kidman, yeah, crew. Right. dude. Right. I want to go that that music, <laughs> and they was walking around with the mask. Like the, the only the true. only reason why that that worth that movie is worth watching is just that scene. You ain't got to watch the rest of that movie at all. Just watch that sequence when they go to the party, and they're walk and they playing that music. And I I even bought that fucking song, which is like a <laughs> reversal of a, a chant. Right. Yeah, you know? it's like some Indian and it's like fucking, No, it's not Indian. It's a it's a Catholic. Chant and all they oh, did was they that, moved they, it backwards. They, 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 and yeah, yeah. It's fucking awesome. It sounds like Satan's talking, but it's not. It's a Catholic priest I was just, I was just saying the is it absolutions, whatever those Catholic folk do, whatever their big prayer thing is. But it's so sexy. I was just thinking about something. amazing. This is gonna change the subject and probably make us go in for another few minutes. I want to wrap it up. But I was thinking about maybe in the seventies when all those porn movies came out. Debbie Does Dallas. Um, Devil and where every and where seventies movies oh, nudity it. was not a big thing, right, right. Mm. And when remember, they had 70s titties, like real titties. Remember, remember mm. what do you think? Good old days. Why do you think those movies? I mean, those were like the big hits of the seventies. Why do you think those movies crossed over and became movies? Like people were going to the movie theaters, lining up. Number one, you didn't have movies. corporations owning right. Films, so you had a little bit more leeway in terms of putting product out because people just want to make money. Like if you can put a film together, plus there was the were whole. We, were we coming out of the fifties and sixties of all that straight? Oh, prudish, yeah. I, right. And I think what happened was there was just so much shit going on. Right. You got wars going on. You got mm-hmm. the hippie movement. You mm-hmm. got black people and talking about peace and love. People fucking everywhere. Communes and cults. It's, and everything yeah. Going on. So I think the culture was ripe for that to come through, and because the restrictions weren't as corporatized as they are now in terms of film, all I, child, I remember. Look, don't tell my mama I told y'all this, <laughs> but I remember 
when they went because it was like Debbie De- Deep Throat came out. Oh my god, the Devil Miss Jones. One, right? Look, look, the Devil Miss Jones. Yeah, I so love here's that the thing. My mom and them went, they would get dressed up because everybody was going. <laughs> so I remember asking my neighbor because they were going with their parents, like, where are they going? Mm. What are they going to go see? Because y'all don't go to the movies. Because, you know, back in those days, you went to drive ins. You had to drive ins. Like, they were going to a theater yeah. to see a movie. Right. Like, my parents never did that. They were <laughs> like, we $5 for everybody in the car, we right. going. And I was like, where are they? I remember asking her, they said, oh, girl, your mama, they're going to go see that nasty movie. I'm like, what nasty movie? <laughs> they do the nasty. I was like, what movie are they talking about? <laughs> That's what you mind you, nasty. <laughs> mind you. Our neighbors own like one of the first, like one of the few black people in the neighborhood that own like not that black people couldn't own those things, but I'll just say this: the few people who own their own like movie projector thing. Right. So there was a porn film back in those days called Chatterbox, where this woman's coochie would talk <laughs> while I was having sex. So I was already up. Look, I was already up on things. Like, I gotta see that one. <laughs> the seventies was wild because my dad, my stepdad, he owned. Uh, people heard the story before. He owned his own. You know, he was a mechanic. Owned his own mechanic shop. Right. So he had all his porno mags up, upstairs in the. But you know, they had their tools and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he would send me up to go grab something. I need to go to wrench not go upstairs and go get it. <laughs> but he didn't know is I discovered the stash. Mm-hmm. Hustler chair like right. pin, like. And stuff from overseas because you know he was in the military, so yeah. I had a good. So I already had like I swear to God, by the time I was like seven, eight years old, I was already like a porn connoisseur, <laughs> and I understood things. You know, I already knew. No, I'm serious. Like if I if I write my life story, people would be. And now when I look back, I think, holy fuck, like what? You know? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I, but that's they did that. They yeah, went, they dressed I, up, I mean, and like, they went to go that, see this that movie. That time, you know, someone was telling me this with the other day, maybe a couple years ago, we were talking about that time. Like that was an interesting time in the '60s because the. The, the the culture like was seriously fragmenting. Right. Like honestly, the whole counterculture movement, everything like that, like really took what was happening and said there's an alternative way to what's going on right. in American culture. And it happened really fast. From like sixty three to sixty six, all of a sudden it went from skinny, you know Doris Day. Going broadless. But but you know, the whole Nixon administration kinda like 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 crushed that. Right. right. And then again in the seventies, you know, like like that stuff came out and after Hair was the first like, show where everybody went nude at the end. I mean it's a lot yeah, of I stuff mean but, but again that was and then what happened? Then Reagan came in in the right. '80s and like crushed it all. Right, went back so stiff it was, again. Yeah, it was like you know, and it, and and then essentially we stayed stiff, which is where we are now. We stayed stiff, <laughs> right. well, because you know, because then like, you know, the whole thing with Tipper Gore and all that kind of stuff. Right. Like, there was a real strong <clears throat> movement to like. Keep things to like, police the, 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 everything. To, Se- to police the, yeah. sexuality is too much for. It's, I'm just talking specifically with American culture. It's right. too much. Mm-hmm. We have that Protestant work ethic. We have that overly religious. We have this idea of policing women's bodies. Right. We always talk about women being modest when the reality is it's about men controlling property right. and controlling women's bodies because you can't have uppity women running around telling men what to do. Mm-hmm. And it's like that kind of shit. You know, when it got squashed. You know, then you start seeing a return to those good, like when the 80s started rolling out, they were almost like those kind of Disney-fied, feel-good type movies. Right. It was very rare. Like, it, to get an NC-17 rating or any kind of rating where everybody couldn't go, that was like, I just remember from the 80s on up through the 90s, that was the death knell of your movie. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think... I remember, You're going to have to I, cut and edit and I, redo shit. Yeah, I think that movie called you know? Henry and June was like the first movie that got an NC-17 rating. Mm. And it was like, again, it was about like, 
female pleasure and female like like agency. God forbid a you know, see a woman have an orgasm, you know, which, 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 which has a lot to do with what's happening. But I kind of feel like I mean, I hear your question about like what happened to those movies and why do we see them? And I mean, I, I, they become indie films. Yeah. I mean, they, they do. I mean, there's a couple of movies, there's a couple of movies that came out, you know, it's, I mean, there's some movies that have come out that have been mainstream movies where people are like, like, like they're physically, they're actually having sex. The actors are having sex, and you know that, as opposed mm-hmm. to anything simulated. You know, I mean, I pr- and then that, John Cameron Mitchell do something where there was. He, I mean, maybe, but then that movie. I I, I don't know. I did was a movie called Intimacy was it Short that, 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 that did I don't know that. Why I'm thinking that for some uh, yeah, I'm, I want to see that. I don't remember. Um, I mean, you know, what's his name? Did it? Uh, but the girl, what's her name? Chloe Sevigny in Buffalo '66, and it yeah. kind of like derailed her career for a minute. Yeah. And what was the I other mean, one? Like Brown Bunny? Yeah, Brown. Bu- that's what I'm talking. About. Yeah, that director. Yeah, Brown Bunny's the one. Yeah, not Buffalo '66. Yeah. Um, but it's like people don't know how to like. I mean, I mean, people use it as some weird kind of shock thing on screen. Right. I mean, they've they've had to do that when it comes up. But I and I feel like you see it in movies now where it's controversial because they're using it. To again, like we said, irreversible, and we said like boys don't cry. Right. Like it's 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 showing a showing some part of uh, society that has never had a spotlight on it before. You know, uh, I mean, we've seen rape movies, a few of them, of all the time. But right. you know, but they're always like really. I mean, like irreversible is a crazy one, and the next one, I th- I honestly I think the the one before that was probably the accused. Yeah, you know, and then before that, like there was like that one, um, I spit on your grave or oh something God, like that. You classic. know, where it's like, but they're very they're they're, they're rare type of situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of that, that you would do them in movies as a way to like be like the focus point of a story. Right. Um, and obviously it's, it, it makes sense. Last half on the left was like that too. Cause I remember yeah. they came out the same time as I spit on your grave. Mm-hmm. Um, those kind of like showing rape vile and just showing it like, here's yeah, what it is. It's like it's really, really right, I mean, hardcore. You know, I think the, the, the only thing I've seen of late that had a really strong rape scene in it is like that scene, the first season of game of Thrones when, right. When when what's her name uh, Daenerys gets raped, mm-hmm. but see this it's I, the context is slightly different because you know she's the concubine like love slave whereas in these other movies it's like this random type right. like the worst version of the rape that you think about right. you know so your your um, regular housewife is raped right. or something yeah right. you know like some stranger rolls up on the street right. grabs you you know threatens you with death I mean well fucking fucking irreversible the woman is basically killed so um, yeah I mean it's, it's yeah well I'm hoping that these times that we're living in now who knows we may get you know counterculture all these things people non-binary folks and queer folk and just people just coming out expressing themselves maybe the movies will change again I mean I'm just really looking for a really good sexy adult movie that has some sex where the, the story has the sex is part of the story and an important integral part I haven't seen a film like that in a long time mm-hmm. and I don't know I may have to write it myself but I'm looking for something like that because I, I miss those kind of films because I think they that sexuality in film you know has its place mm-hmm. and it has some things that I think that can tell us and teach us some things just like any other movie that comes out. Right. But, you know, I just kind of wanted us to talk about it today because I'm trying to get my list together. And if anybody thinks of uh, your, one of your favorite 
erotic or sexy scenes, mm-hmm. let me know because I think I'm going to do my list and put it up on YouTube. That's what's up. Well, thank y'all. Where you at, Lisa Colt Jam? Where am I always? <laughs> Lounging you by the pool. Now. Lounging by the pool. <laughs> Actually, I was trying to look up the name of this, <laughs> this thing. You reminded me of something and I couldn't right. find it. So, anyway. But yeah, I'm on Twitter. Um, by the time this episode airs, I'll probably be in, in New Orleans and then on my way to hang out probably in Virginia. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can find me on Twitter as always. You can always hit me up. Nothing but shenanigans. Magic and mayhem is what I bring the world. That is my gift. Magic and mayhem. That is yeah. my gift. That is my magical powers. Where are you at, Chris? I'm on Twitter at unauthorized CBD and the same place on Instagram. Right. And on my website, shadowboxercinema.net. That's what's up. He's big time because he got a website. website. <laughs> you had a blog. Uh, I do, but I haven't done it. My web- yeah, I do have that blog, What Fresh Hells Is. Maybe I'll go back and reopen it and let all the stuff I typed up before yeah. and just put it back just up put there. put it back out. That's what's I up. I may have to do some editing. <clears throat> and I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow the show, Screenwriters RR on Twitter. Um, any questions, screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. Um, appreciate all you guys out there who reach out to us and tell us you guys love the show. Um, please keep doing that on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. We really need that. And the more we get, the more we can you know, stay out there in front of everybody and um, start doing more panels and shit. <clears throat> Lisa and I may be going away in January if she check her email. And, uh, we I have might, not checked my we email might be up north. in five days. Who doesn't check their email in five days? Because I have like f- three different email well, that's your fault. And don't they aggregate? I'm living. I'm trying to live my best Rihanna life right oh. now. So just recognize Anywho, my best Rihanna life. I, I, I like literally Rihanna's living a life that I would live if I had the funds. Right. Like everything else she got going on, I got going on. It's just that I don't have the money to be able to just be on a yacht, right? Saying fuck you to everybody else, smoking my weed, funny. hanging out. My husband and I were thing. just talking about that the other day. It's the only we're, thing. I just don't have the finances we're, like her. We were watching something about Vegas, and he said, he t- oh, we were watching one of the fights, you know, me and my fights. And, and it was in Vegas, and we were watching, like, the setup for, you know, McGregor and Mayweather coming up. And he turned to me, and he says, he says, boy, we, like, we go to Phoenix all the time. We never even drive to Vegas. And I said, well, I only want to go to Vegas if I can go see a bunch of shows. You know what I mean? And maybe go shopping during the day. That's about the only thing to do in Vegas for me. What are you talking? Vegas is eating? <laughs> well, and I, then I said, I said, we go to shows and we go to Gordon Ramsay's places. And every yeah, because they have some really good, right, oh some good fucking food. Top notch. Top notch. Like, right. like, people say nothing to do. Bitch, please. It's a foodie's paradise. Right. It's a shopper's paradise for now. And they do have really great shows. And they do have some great underground shows. Some stuff that they don't put out on the street. Yeah. So hit me up. Man, check it out. Because I, you know. Yeah, last time we were there, we went to see Jabberwockies. We had a ball. <laughs> it's fantastic. There's always something to do. And just, and some of the hotels. Please. 15 years. Please. It's fun. To me, it's fun. That's what's up. So, y'all know how we do it on a rant room. On this show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, everybody? 2017. Thanks for listening, y'all. We love you. Peace. Ciao. I'm going to say what I feel. And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room So you wanna be a rider? Well, you gotta be a rider
Till your fears are diminishing, the doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind in the business, got me stressed in the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca Sass in class, yes that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess when you're listening to Hillier He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel, say what you want Welcome to the Red Room